<laughs> we just had a baton incident. Oh, we had a severe baton incident. We were we were having a baton off. We <laughs> Ryan and I were conducting each other. Right. And uh, you know, I'm holding the I'm holding my legitimate authentic conductor's baton, which this I've is... which I have used to conduct actual musicians. And I uh, cued Ryan to do whatever it was he thought he was going to do, and he flung his baton into the air, and it smashed into the wall, and now it is even further broken. I didn't mean to. Well, but you did anyway. I, it, did, it did happen. Why did you make a face like my baton is somehow equally legitimate to yours? Wait, my... No. Yeah, well, my... No, my baton... You, you said that your baton was legitimate. Do you think there's people who listen to this and think that we're not talking about batons? <laughs> Oh, geez, I hope maybe we should we should let's move on. Let's move should on. We start over. No, no, no. no we okay, can, fine. Can... This is episode one hundred and five. One hundred five. Uh, the show is called "Fill Me In." By the way, it's not just episode one hundred and five of anything. It's "Fill Me In." It's everybody's favorite crossword podcast. It is by the, default. It is the longest running crossword podcast in the history of America. It uh, or, or the world of the world. We yes. should be in the Guinness Book of World Records. We should. We should. We just watched Donkey Kong, Fistful of oh, uh, King it, of Kong. King of Kong, Fistful yeah. of Quarters. What a great movie! Awesome now, did movie. you think when you were watching that? Did you mentally draw comparisons to wordplay? Yeah, I I totally drew comparisons. I think that this guy, this sort of hero of the movie, this, this Steve Weeby, is a documentary I, about about uh, competitive Donkey Kong players. Yeah, and and I think that this guy who you grow to love over the course of the movie reminded me actually of Al Sanders. Yes. In uh, in wordplay. Yes. Uh, just as far as you just you you really want him to do well, and you want him to do well, and then and then uh, uh, and, and he's not the the ultimate champion, but you still love him in the end. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's what I thought of as I was watching it. Yes, but yes. the evil guy from Fistful of Quarters, really have a, there's no counterpart in no. wordplay. Not really. Not that. Not at least that that we know. Of, I mean, yeah. Merle Regal is kind of evil, but uh, <laughs> not really the same way. No, not in the no? same way. No. no okay. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, episode 105. What, what's 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 happening on on today's episode? Well, we've got uh, we're you know what we're going to continue our heated debate over over you, solving practices. You, I feel like you've stolen the fork and you're going to throw it at me again. I have no fork. I have no fork. Okay. I, I showed you the two forks I have, which you're not going to throw. I at have me. I have two metal forks, both of which. Are just here <laughs> and ready. No, we're going to discuss our solving practices. We're going to offer you a contest, and uh, we're going to open a secret package. Yes, we yeah. have a very special viewer mail. We today. do. We have three-dimensional viewer mail ready for our enjoyment. So, without further ado, Franklin, let's just cue up the music. It is Jag on a There it was. Jag on the Hank is, of course, the name we give to our theme music. There are now uh, two people, two people that I know of, who use Jag on a Hank as their cell phone ringtone. That's fantastic. Yeah. And anybody else who wants to, we can provide you with the MP3. Absolutely. Absolutely. Free of charge. Sure. Why, Why not? not? It, it is, Jag on the Hank is, is, is my most successful musical composition. <laughs> it has been heard more times by more people than probably anything else I've written. Well, there you go. I know. There I go. Congratulations. And who knew? I actually wrote it for you for something that never even got produced. Exactly. So there you go. Little known fact about Jag on the Hank. That just goes to show you should never throw anything out. Even unsolved puzzles. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. I'm getting ahead of myself. (laughs) Viewer mail. Opening it up. Our first viewer mail comes to us from Larry Chasen. 
Larry, Larry Chasen. Larry Chasen. I don't know if that's that sounds like a fake name. It Larry sounds like Chasen. a like a like a porn name. A to little be bit. quite honest. Uh, at Lollapazoola, is it an acceptable practice to work as a team of two, or would that be considered cheating? Two heads being better than one. Uh, Lollapazoola is, of course, the tournament that Ryan and I are hosting. It's on August fourteenth. Uh, that is a Saturday do, in do August. Do you want to just have the subtitle be the Great Pickle Giveaway? That's what you came up with a, 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 sure. a, a few weeks ago. Sure. We're, we're not getting a we're not getting an, another subtitle. Well, not, another one has not presented itself and I think, and I, said I'm your title. I like that one. Lollapazoola three, the Great Pickle Giveaway. All right, there it is. There it is. Lollapazoola three, the Great Pickle Giveaway. It happens on uh, August fourteenth. I said that part. It's a puzzle tournament. It's a crossword puzzle tournament. It's going to have some awesome brand new puzzles made exclusively for this event. Uh, Larry Chasen is asking if he can work in a team of two. We've not done that before. Uh, uh, they do that at the Boston tournament. They do. Um, you know what? We're going to think about that. We're going to think about that. We're not going to just blurt out an answer here. And we're going to talk to our friend June Pock and see what his feelings are about a tournament that involves doubles. Right. Uh, now, and, and, I mean, it starts getting complicated because then do we want to have finals for the doubles? Uh, you know what? I, these are important things to discuss. My instinct says to allow people to do this, but that they don't qualify for the finals. Okay. Um, but... But I, I don't know that that's my final answer. Uh, all right. Next viewer mail is from Deb Amlin. Deb Amlin has written a book. We yeah. mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. It's, it's called... not PMS. It's you. Exactly. It's a book that is in the shape and size and, 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 and appearance of a chocolate bar. I don't think it's the size of a chocolate bar. It's bigger than a chocolate king bar. King size? It's bigger than a king no, size. No, king size. It's bigger than a king no, size. No, it's, it's not big. It's bigger than your normal king size. But I've seen chocolate bars that big. I've seen chocolate bars bigger than that, my friend. Yeah, but you say that it's you say it's the size of a chocolate bar. You don't say what, what are you, I'm supposed to imagine. Oh, it's the size of a unique, never before built chocolate bar no, by no, those dimensions. No, I've I've seen a chocolate bar. The, 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 at Dwayne Reed at Rite Aid. I've seen chocolate bars. That are they big. the same company yet, Dwayne I, Reed and Rite Aid? I don't know. Which one is the same company now? Walgreens and I think Rite Aid. Walgreens and Rite Aid are the same company. They are. Yes. Okay. Yes. They still have crappy service. Here yes, in New they York, do. they all suck. Yes, they do. So Dave Evelyn says for the and, and we mentioned that it would be good to have a scratch and sniff cover since it looked like a chocolate bar. Right. We talked about Deb's book a couple weeks ago. Yes. Did you say that part already? I did. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, Deb Evelyn says for the record, I did lobby hard for a scratch and sniff cover, but my editors think that everything I say is meant to be funny, and they just laughed it off. Much like the meeting where I brought up the subject of royalties. Oh, that is always funny. Yes. Royalties are hysterical. Yes. Yeah. Especially when you don't get them. No, I, I, have, I have never been on the winning side of a discussion <laughs> about royalties. Never. That's too bad. Never. As a, as a writer and uh, composer, I have always been on the losing crap side <laughs> of that discussion. Uh, so buy, buy Deb's book. It's not PMS, it's you. Uh, available yeah, available at, at definitely at Barnes, Barnes and Noble. Noble. We know uh, Barnes and Noble and online. I'm sure. Yes, our next viewer mail is very special. Yes, our next viewer mail comes to us from Eric Johnston. He he's is, our friend from Saudi Arabia. Yes, he's probably our farthest away from us listener yes. that we know of. Yes, and uh, he won a contest some time ago. Yes. We sent him his prize, and I, I don't know if this is in response to it, but he sent us something. We received, at the Be More Smarter offices, we received a package. We have no idea what's in it. No, it sounds like this. And we're so going to open it gonna right We're going to open now. it right here, live on the show. I'm, I'm, I have some scissors. All right. I'm cutting into it. It came from Saudi Arabia. All the way from Saudi Arabia. Let's see. What Inside is, it? is another envelope. <laughs> Inside the envelope is another envelope. 
And inside this envelope is is a plastic bag. It's a plastic bag. And inside this plastic bag, a plastic bag, and what is a note? Best wishes from the other side of the planet. I hope this makes it to you in one piece. Thanks for the puzzle book, the podcast, and the blog. Sincerely, Eric Johnson. All right, this is on a on a on a this postcard. On, yes, it looks like a picture of uh, Saudi Arabia. Perhaps. Camel, cool evening in Arabia. And what we have, Daytella, Daytella. It's candy. It's oh my a, god! It's a snack. It's uh, I think I'm saying that right. Daytella. It looks like it's dates and almonds. It's a date Open this and up. almond snack. So uh, that's what we got from Eric Johnston. My God, Eric Johnston, this thank is fantastic. you. Fantastic. This is awesome. So we're going to snack on this right now, if I can get into the Saudi Arabian packaging. Is that how <laughs> they you really say know that? how to package their candy there in, in the SA. Daytella. I've never had Daytella. I've never been to Saudi Arabia. Well, all right. Wow, they look delicious. Take a Daytella. So. So it's it, it oh, oh there, see, there they go, uh, they're dates with almonds inside them. They look like they're candied in some. some they way. do. The dates look candied in some way. Hmm. What do you think? Wow, that's very good. Yeah, they're delicious. That is delicious. I like these. Yeah. Daytella. Daytella, available in all countries far, far away from you. That would be great if you could make it write a book. That was in the shape of one of these. A book in the shape of a Daytella? Uh-huh. It's not PMS, it's still you, the <laughs> sequel, in the well, shape of a Daytella. Eric Johnson, thank you so much. That is that awesome. Is, I love it. That's great. Eric, you're wonderful. Anybody thank else you. who wants to send us candy, yeah, please. Please do. Awesome. Just send it to Be More Smarter, Queens, New York. <laughs> It'll find us. Yeah, sure. This one did. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> uh, thanks, Eric. Viewer mail, closing it up. So let's move on, shall we? Let's move on to the uh, the PNA argument. This yes. is a great argument. I, may I summarize? Go ahead. Summarize. Uh, so last week, Ryan and I had a bit of a frustrating discussion over our differing solving styles. You threw a fork at me. I threw a fork at you. Uh, and I have two more here. <laughs> ready to go. Uh, the, our solving styles differ in this way. When I have a puzzle that I can't figure out, I... I, I, I lose interest. It stops being fun after a certain amount of time of failing to figure it out. Uh-huh. And so I don't want to abandon it because I do like getting to the end of it. And I would rather uh, look up a single answer or get a hint or something else to help sort of, you know, kick me off in the right direction. And then maybe a single kick would be enough to, to propel me towards solving it. Okay. And Ryan, on the other hand... Uh, very much enjoys the the process of solving a puzzle, and very much is, is finds satisfaction in the utter completion of the whole thing. And and anything that kind of cheats that completion weakens the satisfaction to the point that it's not really worth doing. Sure, am I am I yes. grasping it? Yes, in a friendly, civil way. Am I grasping <laughs> it? Which is better than last week. Do you approve? In a friendly, civil Your way. Your name is Ryan Heck. Did you approve of this message? <laughs> Just like in a friendly, civil way. Well, I threw a fork at you last week. (laughs) It just seems like... It was a plastic fork. It was a plastic fork. You're right. It did hit me in the cheek. Yeah, but it was plastic. And it hit you... Whatever. We have some responses to this. Maybe This generated quite a lot of Do you want to read all the responses and then we can talk about it some more? Do you want to talk after each one? I don't know. Let's see what happens. All right. Go ahead. Let's see what happens. Uh, Our first response came to us... 
maybe about 11 minutes after we posted the last <laughs> podcast episode, which is weird because this segment didn't come up until maybe 17 yeah, minutes into the amazing. show. But somehow Andrew Feist, Feist, uh, Feist, Feist, uh, uh, Feist <laughs> I'm, I'm all lost. He, uh, he wrote to us uh, about, I, I don't know, I guess, I guess about how, how we, one of the things we put out there in the world was how do you... How do you get to the point of being able to do this? How do you go from not having a clue to having a clue? Because uh-huh. everybody starts with the not a clue, and eventually people get to clues. So Andrew Feist, as to training, it took me a while before I actually started doing these types of puzzles. I started by reading archives of the MIT Mystery Hunt. I've been doing P&A for two years, and I finally finished Foggy's monstrosity of a free puzzle suite called the Puzzle Boat. 99 puzzles and no hints. And, officially, no answers revealed. And it took me 18 months off and on to finish. Wow. That's impressive. I've looked at this uh, puzzle boat. If you go to pnamagazine.com, there are, eventually, click on the right series of links. That might be the first puzzle, is can you find the puzzle boat? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But there's this thing. It's amazing. It's amazing. And it, you think PNA is nonsense? It's puzzle boat. You'll you'll be dead. You'll just, it will jump out of your computer and kill you. So if conquering something like a PNA was interesting enough, or, or was appealing enough, or was something you wanted to really, really be able to do, this might be a, a way to kind of open the doors to that eventual path. Well, here's what I was thinking. I was been thinking about a, a lot. I was thinking a lot about this over the week. Yeah, as right? was I. As was I. As was I. As was I. And as was I. Feist. Feist. Um. I was thinking uh, of an analogy. We both like to play video games. You and I. That's true. We both like to play video games. That's true. I will go as far as I, as long as I possibly can, as far into the video game as I possibly can before I look up uh, a walkthrough online or I look up a hint online. Okay. Uh, But I, I do look up hints and it does become less satisfying, but I still do it. Okay. And I was thinking, okay, well, why. Why is that okay in my brain to do that? And I think the reason is, is that by the the video games are set up where the first few portions of it are easy. Usually. Get into it. It's easy. And it gets progressively harder and harder and harder as you go on. So I feel like by the time I need a hint, I'm already invested in it. Not okay. only have I invested sixty dollars or whatever it is into the into the game, but I've also invested time. I've invested in the story, and so at this point, I really want to know. I'm into it. And I want to know the answer with the P and A, and I'm not suggesting that that Foggy Broom should do anything differently. I'm, but but for my own thing, if the beginning of the puzzle, the beginning of the puzzle suite is so difficult. And I'm already stuck before I've invested really any time, or I don't know what the story is. I don't know what the meta puzzle is. I it loses interest for for me. I lose some interest because I've invested nothing in it, and I feel well. I already need a hint. Uh, I'll just do, go do do go, do a crossword puzzle. Okay, that's totally legitimate. That's a, that's how I'm feeling. Okay, okay. You know what? I I do see a slight. Uh other side to that. Okay. And I don't know... Should I duck? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> but I do have these scissors here. Um, the other side of that that I see is that unlike a video game, you have access from the moment you start 
to all of the puzzles. Yes. Now, in a video game, let's say there's 20 levels to the game, you don't have access to all of them. You only have access to level 1 when you start playing. And it takes solving level 1 to unlock level 2. Uh-huh. And so on and so forth. But with the P&A magazine, you download the thing and print it out, and you immediately have all 20 puzzles. Right. And so, yes, while the first one that happens in the booklet may not be easy... There are others that are. For example, in this PNA, the first one I was able to solve easily. The first two, in fact, were much later in the thing. The first two that I got were the uh, the, the cross sums puzzle uh-huh. and the uh, the I think it was called the cucurbitaceous rhino. It was the one that had it was uh, crosswordy but uh, multiple letters in right, boxes. Right, right. And um, I found those easier because I have experience in both of those kinds of puzzles. But they weren't the first two. Mm-hmm. And it didn't require solving them to even gain access to some of the harder ones. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, it, you do have to solve more to gain access to even the concept of the meta puzzle. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, I don't know. I, 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 I see your point, and it's totally valid. At the same time, the PNA is a different monster. Mm-hmm. And, and I do think that if you had... Because you did start with Puzzle 1. The one you started one with was the Cats. Yes. That was the aliorophobic bison. That was the very first puzzle of right. the set. You started with the cats, you spent a while on the cats, you got nowhere with the cats, and you did not move on to anything else in the magazine. No, I moved on to a couple things. Okay. Not to any good conclusion. <laughs> I'm trying to stay positive. Come on, it's one o'clock in the morning, and it's very hot in here. Give me a break. Uh, should we read some of these other Let's emails? move on. All yeah. right. All right, uh, Mike Nothnagel, uh, Penpal Extraordinary and Constructor of the Friday Puzzle, and the Oracle says, uh, first, I'm flattered that you consider me an elite solver. We How, totally do. Why would we not? Absolutely. Doesn't he finish in the top 40 or the top uh, 30? Yeah, like two years ago. He didn't compete last year at the ACPT because he, he, he had a puzzle in it, but the year before he sat right behind us, and, and like we felt the wind yeah, on the backs he, of our necks as he whisked out of yeah, the room. Yeah, he totally toasted us, yeah. so... Uh, uh, so he says, I'll do my best to live up to that. Um, I think you're doing a great job. Yeah. Uh, you're answer- the oracle, for crying out loud. <laughs> to answer your question, yes, I did use a couple of the hints for the latest P&A magazine. I still have two puzzles that aren't completely solved yet, but I've decided I'm not going to use the hints for those yet. So Mike Nothnagel doesn't seem to have a problem using the hints. No. And he's also doing something that the P&A magazine hints are awesome about, which is that this webpage that provides you with the hints... It is totally user controlled. Mm-hmm. It's not just a page of hints and you run the risk of reading more than you want to. It's one where each puzzle has its own three or four hints and it takes clicking on the thing for one to reveal itself. And they only reveal one at a time. So you can look at, if there's 20 puzzles and each one has four hints, that's 80 hints. You can look at one hint. That's it. You control totally the hints you need. I did not need any hints to solve the cross sum. I did not need any hints to solve the rhino. It's like Invisiclues. Sure. It's like, I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. Didn't you ever have the hint books for Infocom? Infocom games, Zork, and you'd have to use the yellow highlighter that would make the clues appear? I did not need the hints for Zork. I actually solved all of the Infocom games. On my own. Moving on. So we got a note from Avram Gotchlik who says, I completely agree with Brian's advice to try it with hints and gradually taper off as you gain experience. Having done this sort of thing for four years, part of my MIT Mystery Hunt team is going to be running a puzzle hunt in Boston sometime this fall. 
Well, that's first cool. of all, that's awesome. So I want to know more about that, Avram. Yeah, Avram, tell us more about that. Uh, and a tangent from this, we got we got a, a Facebook email uh, about a, a puzzle hunt of sorts in Washington, D.C. It's yes. this weekend. It's on Sunday, June 6th from 12 to 4. Rain or shine, it starts at Freedom Plaza. It's in Washington, D.C. If you want to know the... Uh, we'll put a link on the blog post uh, so you can check out what that is and go to it. These these hunts, they're very cool and very daunting. Yes. I think they're like the PNA magazine come to life. I think they are. That's what they we are. We should try one. We should. All right. Uh, Joe Cabrera, Boston Mouth for now, says, uh, I'm all for anyone deciding to stop solving any puzzle at the point it becomes too frustrating and you hit a wall, but what's the shame in using hints if they're available? Solving a tough puzzle with a hint is like solving the same puzzle if it had been constructed slightly easier, and it's a great way to learn. I've often picked up on blind spots in my solving abilities this way, and have definitely become a stronger solver because of it. Now, my blind spots of solving are gigantic. Well, that may be so, but maybe you can whittle away at them and make them smaller. I Perhaps. I, I do want to, to make a point here when he asks, what's the shame in using hints if they're available? I don't think there is any shame. I don't. I, I don't. Absolutely. Okay. People use hints. I don't think they're but you shameful. don't. But you don't. But the only reason I don't, it's not because I feel like I'm cheating. It's just because the puzzle, it's the solving process itself becomes less satisfying and less interesting once I need a hint. I'm going to try to contain my fury and ask you... <laughs> In a much calmer way, you, you just used the same terms that 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 led me to to to, to smoke coming out of my ears, flames on the sides <laughs> of my, my face, face. Uh, burning, burning, heaving. Uh, you said it it is less satisfying. Yes. Now, now you use this word less. It, it it implies a relativity. It is less satisfying than solving it without the hints. Yes. Right. That's that's the point you're making. Yes. I ask you again to please compare this relativity to that of not solving it at all. I, I, I hear what you're saying, but if... I... The fact that you choose to not solve it at all right. instead of solve it with a hint right. suggests that on your spectrum of satisfaction, it goes, solve it completely... Don't solve it at all. Uh-huh. Solve it with a hint. I, I dis- right? I, because no, you no, prefer no. don't solve it at but all. I don't get any satisfaction from solving from not solving it at all. Which do you prefer? I'm going to give you only two options. Which do you prefer? Solving it with a hint but, or not solving but, it at but, all? But, I'm, that's the, those are your only two but options. That's, but that's not reality. There it was, is reality. No, the reality is there's a million other puzzles I could solve. No, no. That is not the issue. The, the 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 what I'm asking you, PNA magazine issue number twenty five. Which if, would you prefer, if, not solving it at all I, or solving it with a hint? I only had if PNA magazine was the only puzzle I had access. It's to. It's the only puzzle in this hypothesis. Well, then I would rather just. You would rather not solve it at all. I, I this is an unrealistic situation. Why can't you answer the question, Claire? <laughs> Breakfast Club. Never mind. Oh, I thought we were going with Signs of the Lambs. Are they still <laughs> screaming, Clarice? That's Clarice. Uh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm really serious in this question because this, you, this, I do want to get an answer out of you for this uh, because it just, this is what has frustrated me that your answer to 
the PNA magazine, solve it with a hint or don't solve it all, your answer is there are other puzzles. I know there are other puzzles. Right. I'm talking about that puzzle, that particular puzzle. With regards to that, yes, yes, as soon as this hypothesis is over, you can move on to another puzzle. <laughs> but right now, in this single moment, which would you prefer? Solve it with a hint or don't solve it at all? I would prefer to solve it with a hint. Then why don't you? Because I have other puzzles. I don't live in this hypothesis. So, Oh, okay, okay. Now we'll expand the hypothesis. So you would prefer then to solve other puzzles than to solve the puzzles that require a hint. Yes. So now the spectrum goes, solve the PNA magazine all by yourself. Uh-huh. Solve other puzzles. Uh-huh. Solve the PNA magazine with a hint. Yes. And then don't solve the PNA magazine at all. So you won't get to the PNA magazine with a hint until you've exhausted all other puzzles in the universe. <laughs> Is that right? Well, maybe all the... Maybe, yes. <laughs> I'm going to throw a fork at you. Um, maybe all the other puzzles in my apartment. How about that? No, that's way too many. I just... You have thousands of puzzles. Going, going back to the video game uh, analogy, if I'm stuck on a video game, I don't have a million other video games to play. I've already spent $60 on this video game, so I feel... That's true. ...a need to, you know, get So if there was a massive puzzle suite, let's say, like... Now, I haven't tried it yet, but Foggy Broom's Puzzle Boat. Now, I don't know. What I do know is that, like, it... It is it, it's sort of it's self-releasing. It gives you only five puzzles at a time, and you have to complete them before you can get to the next five and that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe they start easy and get gradually harder. Maybe. So maybe you should try the puzzle boat. Maybe I should. I think you should. I'll try it. Go for it. Speaking of analogies, our next comment on all of this came from my father. XOP. And I, I have an argument to this as well. You know, this, this analogy is not airtight but uh it's entertaining at the very least this is from my father okay boys i just finished listening to your delightful podcast ryan see if you can grasp this simple analogy and apply it to the pna puzzles 40 years from now you find that your apparatus is no longer functioning like clockwork the doctor prescribes viagra you say if i can't do it myself i'm just not going to do it at all viagra equals hint sex equals puzzle all right, here is here is why this is a brilliant analogy. But, you know what, XOP, you're the best. But here here is why that this is not airtight for me. Okay. In, in, what is the end game? To get something, I mean, the the end game is not the enjoyment is not. I I, it, I don't care how I get to that state. Okay. But just but in for the PNA magazine, you do care how you get to but that the, state. But the yeah, the end game, the satisfaction comes from the actual solving of the thing. Right. You're totally going to cut this part out of the show, <laughs> you aren't you? Have to. You have to. You've you've totally well, you, you've done this on you, purpose. No, I haven't done anything. You've done on it, purpose. Yeah, you've done it to cut it out of the show. I have not I done see. anything. I want you to keep as much of this in as you can. All right. Should we read this last? Yeah. Part? Our final comment is from Nicole Hirsch. She asks, uh, "When you get to a crossword that you can't finish, do you just throw the puzzle away, or do you Google the answers?" I. This is obviously a question for you, Ryan. I, I make it very clear. I Google answers when I don't know. I, I, I do Google the answers, but I will, t- I, I will tell you this. Again, would it get, by the time I have to Google something, I'm invested in the puzzle. because even It's on, the same thing as the video game. Even on the hardest Saturday puzzle, there's going to be something that I know. It's the and same it's thing good. as the video game. Right. Though, right? Okay. And so by the time I have one or two answers left, I've just... By it, the time 40 years from now happens and you need the Viagra, you're going to be pretty invested in your marriage, aren't exactly. you? Exactly. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. Plus the fact that that the the blog has to get done, and so I also do feel a a, a uh, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Obligation. Obligate. I was going to say regulation. <laughs> An obligation yeah, to there's regulations. There's blogging the, regulations. Finish the puzzle and get right. the blog done. So I think the 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 final, not the final answer, but the conclusion we've come right now to this right now is Foggy Broom does not listen to the show. Okay. I don't. Okay. Okay. Don't you think so? Um, no, I don't think he does. He hasn't. He hasn't written in. You would think he would, he would write it. Yeah, he hasn't. No. Okay. All right, the contest of then. Let's hurry up. Let's get this done. Okay. Contest of oh, then came to us from Patrick Blindauer. Uh, Patrick Blindauer gave us this contest. It was uh, take a famous person. He has a uh, first name that's two letters. The last name is four letters. Stick the first name inside the last name, and you get a word. What is the person? The word. It's Al Gore. The word is galore. We got a number of weird answers. Uh, we got uh, several uh, people I'd never heard of um, from Jeremy Horwitz of the Jets. He suggested Lee Hong who was uh, the emperor of the Chinese Tang dynasty, uh-huh. and Li Ting. Uh, these words are, of course, holing and tiling. Uh, Li Ting, there were various Chinese Olympians in 2004 named Li Ting. Uh-huh. Uh, and then uh, other, we got a lot of Eds. We got a lot of Eds, which I don't know if that really... Uh... Reeded. Uh, Ed Reed makes reeded. Which I don't know if that's a word. Is a readist do some Ed reading? Kachu, anagram Kachu, stick. Yeah, I think Ed that was a misunderstanding. Choke. Uh, so uh, the winner is going to be Lori Woltman, Laurie... aka Butman. <laughs> Lori Woltman, aka. Butman. Apparently, her her spell check. Whenever she writes her last name, the spell check puts up Butman. I guess so. <laughs> the first spell checker I ever needed uh, when I put my name into it, it came out brain, brain cement. cement. Brain yeah, cement. that worked really well for nicknames in junior high school. <laughs> the contest of now. Oh, uh, Lori Waltman, we'll send you... Uh, uh, we're, oh, it's that one on top. Cranium uh, Crushing Friday Crosswords, edited by Peter Gordon. Yes, who uh, is the creator of the contest of now. Send us your actual physical address, and we will send you the puzzle. The contest of now from Peter Gordon. What famous name, when you remove the space, has a four-letter vowel palindrome? Okay. Somebody famous... You remove you, you you conflate their names you again stick, again with the conflate you stick them together you remove yeah. that space and then then it's going to contain a four concatenate concatenate is that the word you want concatenate I that's don't know. the name of uh, that's that's an expression in Microsoft Excel you take the person's <laughs> first name and the last name and you stick them together and you will create a four letter vowel palindrome. Look on the horizon. Oh, if you need a password, the password, the password this week is concatenate. 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 Uh, look on the horizon. What's on the horizon? It's a thunder god. A thunder god. And he's concatenating. Careful, himself. you're hitting your baton against the bookshelf behind you. He's concatenating himself. That's filthy. Monday, May twenty fourth, by Bob Johnson. This was all. This was fun. This was the, all the makings of a burger, and they were they were circled, and they were from the top. On the top row, you had bun. On the bottom row, you had bun, and in between, you had tomato, pickle, cheese, burger. Yeah, you know what? I wanted to see a puzzle that was a little bit bigger. That on the top row, you'd have bread, and the next row, you'd have corned beef, and the next row, you'd have tongue, and the next row, you'd have bread, and the next row, Swiss cheese, Russian dressing, coleslaw, bread. So you wanted uh, two deckers. I wanted two deckers. Bread minus one. Where's your buzzer? Oh my god. Hold on. Oh my god. Where is the buzzer? You're doing the thunder round without the buzzer. I knew it. I was Just using... make the noise then. Wait, no, 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 no. Make I the noise. It. Make the noise. Make the buzzer noise. Oh wait, I got it. Oh my god. Tuesday, May 25th by Sarah Keller. This uh the theme entries had soap names in them. Rotary Dial, Flesh Tone, Gold Coast, Turtle Dove. 
never used Tone. No? I, I don't know. I, I use... What do I even use? Dove, I think. I, I use, use Dove. Yeah, Dove. Dove, is the, Dove. Wednesday, May 26th by Anna Schechtman. This is a great name. Anna yeah, because it has hecked inside. It does. It, yeah. uh, this was great inflation, something I've never heard of. But uh, 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 in the, the theme answers, the B changes to an A. So goes out on a limb becomes goes out on a lima. Yeah, and then there's or a lima. A, and then there's lama chops, vera endings, and honey coma. This is fun. Great inflation. I guess schools do this in order to appear to have higher grades in their student bodies to get more money from the state. This is fantastic. What a great thing to do. I think this is horrible, and it should be stopped immediately. Uh, Thursday, May twenty seventh, by Josh Knapp. I don't understand this puzzle. It, it, no, it, it was very confusing. Between the lines, and the, yet there were no lines to be between, and then the unchecked letters that were between boxes spelled out double-spaced. It seems a little random. It seemed totally random. This was sort of a themeless Thursday with a whole lot of confusion. Friday, May 28th by Joe Crozel rhymes with puzzle. This was an asymmetric grid. Uh, and had optical illusion as the fillet, and and the the grid was I don't know if it really was technically an optical illusion. Yeah, I don't know. It was only an optical illusion, maybe for a moment when you thought it was symmetrical, and, and it actually and then wasn't. It, I mean, if somebody didn't point out to me that it wasn't symmetrical, I would have just I guess assumed it was symmetrical. Yeah, but I find optical illusions are more the ones that even when you stare at them forever, it still presents to you some kind of uh, I don't know dimensional impossibility. You know, some no. I learned that term in Andrew Feist's Interstellar Dynamics. Very good. Set. Sorry. I'm so sorry. You should be. I am. Saturday, May 29th by Caleb Madison. Uh, this had one of my favorite entries, Mo Sislak. Mo Sislak. I, I used that as a theme entry in Lollapazoola 1. Lollapazula First puzzle Uno. of Lollapazoola yes. 1. Uh, Mo Sislak, Ayn Rand, Ava Gardner, P. Diddy. A whole, whole, whole bunch of people in this yeah, puzzle. Yeah, this was... This was, uh... this was hard. I didn't find it to be hard. Really? It's because you're a freaking genius. I found it to be much easier than Fridays. Wow. I found Friday to be much easier than Saturdays. That's bizarre. Well. Why is that? I don't know. I don't know either. Sunday, May 30th by Eric Berlin. This was, uh, what was the, what was the title? I don't remember what the title Around was. the World. Around the World? Back to the Front. I, I called this a concept ladder. I called it a phrase ladder. Yeah, this was, uh, you had... You had, like, uh, the clue, the, the entry was roast turkey, and then the next entry was scarecrow, and the clue for it said, this with the next one are things that are stuffed. So, roast but turkey the, and a scarecrow. Yeah, but then the clue for scarecrow was this, and the next one are things on a farm, and the next one was haystack. Then it was things with needles, and it was haystack and record And player. then it went all the way back down to things that are associated with Thanksgiving, and the bottom clue was cranberries, and then the top clue was roast turkey. Went Indeed. back to roast turkey. Yes. I thought that was fun. I liked it very much. I it took it me a little theme. while to figure out what the theme was, but... Uh, as, as it did for I. But I, it was good. I, for me... Eric Berlin, by the way, a couple of weeks ago had a puzzle with Scarecrow in it. And it was like my favorite clue in the puzzle. We did it in the uh, the episode 100. Uh, it was things that... Uh, no, it's, it's purpose is frightening. Oh, yeah. It's, it's purpose is frightening. Scarecrow. He's I like got a that. thing for scarecrows. I guess so. Do you have a thing? Is Eric, what, what's your thing with scarecrows? Yes, Mike Nottenagle, what is Eric Berlin's thing with scarecrows? And what's up with Nicole Hirsch? Has she talked to you yet? What's going on? Close us out with a would you rather. All right. Would, would you rather, for June 1st, 2010, would you rather have your dreams written and directed by the makers of The Matrix or have your dreams written and directed by the makers of Girls Gone Wild? Uh, I would pick uh, The Matrix. I would pick Girls Gone Wild. That is awesome. I definitely want to see your dreams. <laughs> I do. Uh, mine involve lots of floating green letters and numbers. That's oh, all. So, but, uh, no? Am I, un- am, I, am I getting it wrong? 
I'm doing I don't it know. Wrong. It just seemed like the Matrix was a lot of angst and bother. Welcome to my dreams. <laughs> but no, I'm, but this is not what is it right now. It's oh, a, it what isn't? Would you, what would you like it to be? Oh, so I could have new dreams if I pick something different? Yeah, you could do Girls Oh my Gone God, Wild. then I totally want Girls Gone Wild. Well, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, okay. Who doesn't want that? Okay, well, I was wondering what was going on. I thought, I thought I was describing my current dreams. No, this is not, is it now? <laughs> not, that's not the name of this calendar. No, the calendar's not called, is it now? <laughs> Oh, that's a good name for a calendar. I'm going to release a calendar called Is It Now? And on each page, it's going to say, Yes, it's now. <laughs>